Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanner Jilla. Tangela. Tanner Greenring. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Fjellskik. Fjellskik. Execute, yeah. And I am joined this week by a special Ooh. guest host, essentially at this point, third host. Please. Well, fourth if you count Jar Jar Binks, but... <laughs> mm. Right, I will I will seat to Jar Jar. Simsduck, <laughs> a.k.a. David Sims. Welcome back to the show, David. Of Blank Check. Thanks for having me, guys. Simsduck, I like that. A.k.a. Gringus D. Gringus D, he's back. One day I'll find the guy who took Gringus on Pokemon Showdown. <laughs> Just challenge him for the namesake. Exactly. So reliable, we can count on you to come back every season because you were always playing along with us. Right. I'm playing the game. That's the thing you can rely on, that I am here playing my uh, playing along with you anyway. I'm doing Nuzlocke, yeah. as you demanded, which I'm enjoying <laughs> by Fun, right? Isn't it a blast? <sighs> um, it's so scary and fun. The thing, if we're just going to dive right into it, and we might as well, I suppose. The thing I really like about it is that it takes team choice out of my hands, right? Like, I love that. I love the, look, you know, I roll with who I get. I like that part of it. Um, the fainting equals death thing stresses me out so much. Oh, yeah. And messes with a lot of my routines as a Pokemon trainer. I mean, maybe this is mean of me. I let my Pokemon faint a lot where I'm kind of like, you know, you know that feeling when you're playing and you're kind of like your guy is almost going to die and you're like, you know what? I'm going to let him faint and I'll bring someone else out and he'll get all the experience for this fight. You know, you just kind of make those very easy choices. And now I just have to be very alert about any battle that I'm in, like make sure everyone's doing okay. Make sure I've got plenty of potions. Make sure I go to a Poka center if things are looking a little hairy Right. Like leveling is much more involved. It's it, all that is stressful. It's good, but it's stressful. It adds so much more time. Where at least if you're a freak like me, like when we were going through Silphco, every single floor, I would go all the way back down and go all the way to Pokemon Center until you find that woman. Once you have the card key, the ninth floor, baby, that lady with a bed. I can't lose. Can't lose anymore. I can't either. It's tough. And you guys should talk about whoever's dead. And I've lost people and it's tough. Oh, we will. We will talk about whoever's dead. The tunnels. The tunnels are tough because, you know, you can't just can't just waltz out of them. You know, like you have to hone your strategies and it's it's either like bringing a lot of escape ropes or having someone with like teleport or dig on your team. Right. And like you can jettison and get back to a Pokemon center, but then you have to like hike your way back up through all the wild Pokemon. So it's like. Right. Maybe repels is the strategy. Right. It's you want like your game to be like four times as long, you know? Yeah. That's sort of the stress of it all. Like, Oh, yeah. I think I'm almost at 40 hours already. Yeah, I Sheesh. think I probably am too. But I was abusing that versus Seeker this leg. I was too. I had a whole fucking marathon route where I was just going from Celadon down cycling road, trigger it with those bikers and the fucking cue balls, then go all the way down. Cycling road was... Such a good route for the Versus Seeker. Oh, yeah. They got so many wheezings and coughings. And they're just like so rhymers. densely packed in, too. There's a lot of them right at the top there. Yeah, there's that one spot, right. that like biker gang, which we're going to be talking about, believe me. Please. Let's start at the beginning. Last time we left off in um, Zephron City, yeah. taking on Sabrina, 
the psychic type trainer. Yes. And we made our way, well... I mean, there's two ways. There was two paths. I'm curious which ways you guys went. I think we diverged, Josh, slightly. Yeah. Because I went east. And I went west. I went down towards Lavender Town and headed south to the docks. You went the, the watery route. For one reason in particular, it's because I wanted to head down and I wanted to find that guy who gives you the super rod. That super rod. You do love that super rod. Mm. And I wanted to take that super rod, and I wanted to take it all the way back, Joshua, to a town called Viridian City. Yeah, I mean, I intend to do that, but I haven't. I went all all the way back to the catchable zones we had missed previously in, in some of these cities that have lakes and, and ponds and, and rivers. Coastal ones. Yeah, I have a Blastoise. No, no spoilers. But so I've been avoiding. I, I haven't even really fished at all. But of course, there's lots of fishing to be done. Yeah, and I had one Pokemon in mind. My favorite Pokemon. I went back to Viridian City and I caught a oh Poliwhirl. Of course. Hey, was it a Poliwag or a Whirl? No, when you Whirl. Got it? Full on Whirl. Oh, damn. Nice. I had to skip right to Whirl, and I named it Sergeant Hammer. Hell yeah! After the uh, StarCraft Two character, is that right? Starcraft 2 character and one well, we of know probably my main fighter in uh, in Heroes of the Storm. Hots. Uh. I also went and caught, uh, used the Super Rod to catch some of the other previous city catches that we had missed, but they were all boring. It was like a horsey. And a uh, horsey is not that interesting in this game because I don't think you can evolve it to Kingdra until the Sevi Islands. That's right, yeah, once the National Dex is unlocked. That's dumb. They should have done it differently. They should have just at least allowed you to have the third evolution before the Sevi Islands. Yeah. It's dumb that you have to suffer through, like Tanner, you were saying, you have to suffer through Golbat trying to evolve, oh, yeah. and then it will just say, like, oops, nothing happened. Is that what happens? Yeah. It does like dot, 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 question mark. Oh, wow. Because like we don't have the national decks yet. I don't think future games pull that kind of amateur Bush League crap. Because like, come on, let it evolve. Right. We know it exists. Having a Crobat or a Kingdra like in mainland Kanto isn't going to fuck up the balance of the game so significantly, you know? Yeah. Look, I like this game a lot. It's one of the great totemic pieces of video gaming updated for modern-ish technology. Yeah. But like who who cares about beating the Elite Four before you get to get some new new pokes? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I I and like, you know, it takes a lot of cool Pokémon off the table. Like I just box Golbat cuz I was just like, well, I don't want to just deal with this like Golbat that refuses to to evolve. Right, you don't want to be like the loser with the gold bat yeah. at the Elite Four. They're like, geez, what is this, Team Rocket? And Horsey, like, Horsey could have been an interesting choice, but it's just like, eh. I think late game, it's an interesting option. Yeah. David, I want to ask, how's your... You've been playing along, and we're like in the sixth gym or seventh gym or whatever. How's your journey been mm. so far? Anything interesting or spicy happen on your... Are you playing uh, Leaf Green or Fire Red? I am playing Leaf Green, which is a game I've owned for years. Mm. Do you guys remember the Game Boy Micro, which was very small? God, oh, I would kill. I always wanted that. I would kill for a Game Boy Micro. That was my advance because I always hated My brother had a Game Boy Advance and I always hated the advance because it was, as everyone knows, a somewhat dysfunctional piece of tech. It didn't have a backlight. It was sort of... You know, the initial, the early advance, right? Like it was sort of a fussy piece of technology. Yeah. Um, and so I bought a micro 
and I used to play on it, which is crazy to me now because the screen is like the size of a thumb. Oh, God. It's good for Pokemon because it's a, that's a fairly static game. Like, there's not a lot of action. Yeah. But uh, I found, I dug out my micro and I tried to charge it and it's like dead. Like, it can barely hold a charge. So, <laughs> something happened to it. I guess I just didn't touch it for years. So, um, but yes, I'm playing Leaf Green. I'm playing it on my advanced, I have an SP now and you started with squirtle apparently i had a zero uh i went by your rules i was like why not thank you usually i'm a charmander boy Mm -hmm. i would say when i play my canto runs rest in peace rest in pedals so sorry to hear about that tanner that it's just just terrible i don't need him (laughs) i don't need him it's fine my team is thriving i usually avoid the water starter because i like the diversity of options one gets with a water Pokemon in any Pokemon game. Usually there's plenty of water guys, much less on the fire side. So I usually go fire when it comes with starters. Uh, Usually games are pretty light on the fire guys. So I have not had to squirtle in a long time. And they're cuties. They're good. They're good. Yeah. What's to get mad about with a Squirtle? It's a very solid Pokemon. Exactly. Especially because I played the Kanto game so many times in its various iterations. I really do get in my head about like, what's a fun new team I could do? What's like a Pokemon I've never tried out before to, you know, raise to elite level. Like sometimes I feel like I sort of trip myself up with that way. So it's been nice to not have to worry about like, who am I going to raise? I'm going to raise who I get. And initially... That was a lot of Rattatas. Yeah. That was tough for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. we. Uh, so David was our unnamed friend uh, a few episodes ago who right. lamented that he had several Rattatas. I got like four out of the first six roots or something. <laughs> and how did that go? I mean, one of them I took to about 26, 20, level 27. You know, like about as feel like as far as you can take Eradicate. <sighs> Mine made it to level 40, but okay. I mean, they're still pretty good. Like, they, you know, the Hyper Fang is a, a relatively successful move. It lasts for a while, yeah. You can right. get some mileage out of it. But I was surprised. Um, but he did eventually die. Rest in pedals. As happens in this game. Rest in pedals. Rest in pedals to Joey, my Raticate, named after my brother. Oh, wow. Like So the early part of the game, I had the advantage that I had Squirtle, so I did not have to worry about Brock. Yep. But it was really just like Squirtle, a bunch of Rattatas. I caught a Mankey, and it died right away. Like, anything cool I got didn't make it. I was like, God, this is a, this is a bummer. Like, what am I going to do? And then eventually things started to sort of like level out. And I found myself with a team that I was actually sort of affectionate about. Good. And it's been pretty good. I, I just, like I said, it's just, it's just so stressful. Yeah, it is to worry. It is stressful. I think like, (sighs) so we, I will admit where we started pretty late tonight because I didn't, play a lot this weekend and it's because i just like after losing your starter like i just i've lost all my confidence i've lost all my mojo wow that is just so rough tanner when i heard that i was like doing dishes or whatever i'm doing and i like yelped aloud plate shattered (laughs) i knew you were building up to that but also the indignity of it like a slow poke like the most laughable oh, pokemon god this was also just and a like, pokemaniac yeah i know it sucks and he was dressed like a charizard <laughs> right right this was a long leg we were all on this week too though is the other thing it's so many trainers this is the chunkiest leg of the game yes definitely just a lot of trainers and i knew i'd be taking both of you on so i wanted to level as much as humanly possible and i literally fell asleep last night playing pokemon i woke up at like 2 a.m and still had my game boy in my like (laughs) hands on and i was just like (laughs) oh "Oh." my god 
Um, I guess I'll get caught up tomorrow, which is why we're a little late. It's it's a stressful game. It's difficult to get through at times, but gosh, when it when it's rewarding, it's so rewarding. Yes, I felt pretty good this week. I'll admit. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, f- a couple of rough weeks, not quite as rough as, as Tanner in terms of Pokemon that have departed us. However, Tanner has won the battles the past two weeks in a row. Mm. Ah, it's because I'm a superior Pokemon player. Uh, what? Uh, no, I, yeah. I didn't I really... I didn't hear that. I just haven't heard last week's episode, I believe. I have not heard your, your Saffron City Sabrina episode. Yes, we are recording when David has not heard the Saffron City escapade. So, spoiler alert, the Tanner beat you again. Congratulations, Tanner. Thank you. The second battle, I think, was much less close than the first one, right, Josh? Well, because you had fucking, like, five or, like, eight levels on, like, everyone. Yeah. Mm. That's not happening. That's not I happening this time. This week, though. Okay, so we, we've gone back. We've caught all the Pokemon we need with our Super Rod. We both ended up kind of doing everything, but I went east and south. You went west and south. We can start with the eastern route. Okay. And then we'll do Cycling Road on the west, which is where I went. You pop down, you grab that Super Rod, and there's a bunch of fishermen down here on um, routes. What are they, like 12 and 13? 12 is the docks, and then 13 is when you start getting into like that bird. Oh, yeah, bird boys. Bird and there's zone. Kind of like, like maze at the bottom. Right. Like 14 and 15. Yeah. yeah. It's a long, long, long route, and there's a ton of trainers. It's another one of those routes where it's like just long enough and just far enough away from a viable Pokemon Center that it's like, irritating well so my question for you is and part of the reason i did the west side first is because i wanted to get fly because you get it on route 16 west of celadon and then when i was over there i was like oh i actually want to go to safari zone first because maybe i'll get a mon that i want to raise so i went like fuchsia and then went up to lavender town right yes but i did it so that if i was in danger which i was several times i could fly all the way back to or you can fly, gosh. Yeah, and that's you know that's why you're the pro. Thank you. Because you've got these kind of strategies. I thought it was pretty smart. Getting fly is pretty crucial. Although I guess because you can wake the Snorlax up, so you can go to Vermilion to heal if you have to as well. Snorlax is out, right? Those oh, yeah. Yeah. Pokemon that present themselves to you are not allowed. Uncatchable. Slaughtered them both. Right. They fled back to the mountains to die. <laughs> Weak. To bleed out and die. I did what I always do. I always get to Celadon, do the do Celadon, you know, do the hideout, do the do the gym and then i always just go down to fuchsia i go to the safari zone i check it out i go back up and then i go over to saffron and i do Silphco, and then i deal with the gyms like i always leave the gyms till later because like oh that's cool whatever who cares you know like i'll get to the gyms like i like that i always want to be walking in the gyms feeling good yeah i i feel like if we weren't constrained by the premise of this podcast i would probably do the same thing as is my want oftentimes is to kind of stray around a little bit before going to the gyms right Right. but did you guys both go to the safari zone because i don't want to i feel rude having gone but i certainly went to the oh of course oh yeah we both went to the safari zone i just dove i dove down the long way past the docks and past all the trainers and the bird catchers and all, all that kind of stuff what did you get over there what did i get in terms of mon yeah well i'll tell you what i got Horsey. Okay. Venonat. Hey. Uh-huh. I got a, on Route 12, I got a Krabby. I could use that. Sure. Gloria Trillo, one of Tony Soprano's mistresses. Of course. Probably my favorite mistress, if I'm being honest. Is that Annabella Shura? 
Is that is that Gloria? She's the one who he meets at Dr. Melfi's. Right. Annabella Shora, who eventually, spoiler alert, throws a turkey at him. Or a chicken. Throws some sort of poultry at him. I think it's him. a chicken, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A bird of some kind. This was Route 12. You went fishing for that? Yeah. Gosh, you know what? I don't think I've seen a Krabby, and I'm wondering if it's a game difference. I think Krabby's in both of them. Okay. I just haven't seen one. But I also haven't done a ton of fishing, because it feels like I've got, you know, to David's point, like, there's enough water Pokemon in this game. I'm always a bit of a polywag freak, much like you, Tanner. Yeah. It's a fun combo, water fighting where it ends up i do i like a water i like a dual type yeah you know with water because there's a lot of there's a lot to play around with there oh of course but uh yeah with my squirtle i didn't i just whatever i, I didn't even try i didn't even dip my toe in the water Pathetic, oh yeah really well we just had to we had to check the box but i boxed the crabby no of course you gotta check the box i got um on route 13 just to catch up i also got a venonet yeah Mm. Route 13 is lousy with Venonats. Meadow Soprano. Oh, wow. With another Soprano? Meadow. <laughs> Meadow got to be Venonat? Are you going to raise? You're not going to raise a Venonat, are you? I might. I like Venomoth. Oh. I've used Venomoth Handsome. before competitively. And I, I'm not saying I'm using it now, but I, it could come out. And I like Meadow's character. Venomoth is poison flying? Is that what it is? It's bug poison bug but poison. it learns psychic it has sleep powder interesting it should be bug psychic to be honest with you yeah but interesting yes right it's got a great learn set what a compelling little pokemon the other thing i would note on uh, route 13 while i'm there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of these bird freaks has a far-fetched mm-hmm. and that was my sweetie this week joshy sweetie uh Farfetch'd is quite a cutie. You see that sprite? Yeah. I love a Farfetch'd. It's like lunging a little bit, and it's got the leak in its mouth, and it's just it's just a fun guy. Yes. I did a quick Joshi's trivia on this. Oh, yeah. Bulbapedia. Mm-hmm. So Farfetch'd means Farfetch'd. Yep. Yes. That's a Farfetch'd Pokemon, I guess, concept. That's what it says. Sure. And then Farfetch'd seems to be based on a duck. They're not sure. Okay. Could be. What else could it be? Has a big Not sure. Right. Seems very duck-like. Right. And then the actual interesting part that would make you think conclusively it's a duck is that it might be inspired by the Japanese saying, a duck comes bearing bunching onions. Oh. And it's got the leek in its mouth. Mm -hmm. And as a saying, that means something surprising but convenient. Which I believe has to do with the fact that you eat the duck then. You cook the duck in the onions and then you eat it. Because it's already got its uh, garnish. Yeah. You didn't see this coming, but a duck essentially presented you a full meal. Like, thank you. That's fun and morbid. Takes a dark turn when you get into the trivia, but Farfetch'd is Joshy's sweetie this week. And it was very sweet. And I wish I could get one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'd love to like run just a fucking straight up Farfetch'd. I've done it. You've done it. I've done it because there's the guy who trades one uh, for like a Spiro for like nothing. I can't remember. Oh, I think, yeah. I th- right? He's in like That's right. Vermilion or yeah. Cerulean, one of the early ones. Yeah. I think Vermilion. Yeah. I had a Farfetch'd. It's for something like a Spiro. It's like a joke trade. You're like, yeah, sure. You want a Spiro? Fine. I'll get you a Spiro. Yeah. And so, I'm sitting on a fucking nest of those things. Exactly. So I've done it before and had a good time. And I saw him this time and I was like, oh, that'd be nice. But you guys are no trades. No trades. In Nuzlocke. So no NPCs. I did not trade no. with him. Yeah. Yeah. David, are you carefully tracking which Pokemon you catch on each route? I am. I am. I mean, I got 
I, I got a Venonat. I was sort of intrigued by like, cause you know, there's there, you know, there's dittos okay. on that yep. route by Fuchsia. Yep. I was like, what if I get a ditto and like try that out? Well, I should talk about my journey into route 14 then. If we're okay. talking about okay. dittos. Okay. Let's talk about dittos. Okay. I dove up that alleyway with the bikers. I found that little patch of grass on route 14 and I dove into it and at their dirty alleyway. Who should attack me but a ditto? Well, ditto. Oh yeah. And I thought this is interesting. This is this is compelling. I would like to have a ditto on my team. Run a ditto. So I did what I do, and I sent out my first Pokemon, who was Sergeant Hammer, my Poliwhirl, uh-huh. who knows hypnosis. Should be fine. Super excited to have Poliwhirl on my team, obviously. Love Poliwhirl, my favorite Pokemon. Uh-huh. Toss up, I guess, between Poliwhirl and Poliwrath, but you know, they're essentially the same Pokemon. Poliwrath is just Poliwhirl, but matter. Right. Sent them out, tried to hypnotize the uh, ditto. Uh-huh. And Ditto turned into Poliwhirl. As is his right. want. As is want to do. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's one move. Transforms. That's all it does. <laughs> Use hypnosis on me. Uh-huh. Put me asleep. Sure. Uh-huh. And then... Um, this feels like the story is a little... I don't like how this story is exactly right. And then killed... <clears throat> what? Killed... Polyrath. You got killed by a fucking telling ditto? A ditto? A ditto killed any of your Pokemon, much less a Poliwhirl? What move? What, what move about? did it do? It can't have been a water move. <laughs> it's even possible. You get addicted to a certain kind of sadness in these games. Sure. You in particular. Uh, like resignation to the end, always the end. So when we found that we could not make sense, well, you said that we would still be friends. But I'll admit that I was glad that it was over. How were you? Well, you didn't have to cut me off. Make it like it never happened. We were nothing. And I don't even need your love. But you treat me like a stranger and that feels so rough. No, you didn't have to stoop so low. Have your friends collect your records and then change your number. I guess that I didn't need to know. Now you're just somebody that I to know somebody Now you're just somebody that I used to know Poliwhirl <laughs> Sergeant Hammer, my Poliwhirl who died at the hands of a ditto that I then caught I did catch, then catch the ditto H- Haven't heard that song in a decade and it sounds just, just like I remember it, somebody I used to know Right. Yes. <laughs> I gotta know what move God, I wish I could remember. I was didn't. it like? Was it a body slam? Maybe? No, it wasn't even. It wasn't even. Yeah, like, come on! <laughs> How are you getting killed by a fucking ditto? They're bad. They're not a good. Okay, okay. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. So I went and caught this Viridian. Slowpoke with your Charmeleon at least is super effective. What's going on here? I went and caught this Viridian Poliwhirl. Right? It was like level twenty three. Right? It was not a, a high level Pokemon. I think the dittos out here are level like twenty twenty four. Right. So the, the ditto was level twenty and I was like well shit I don't want to kill this thing before I get a chance to catch it so I want to bring in a Pokemon that's like at a at a similar level to it you know and Poliwhirl has hypnosis so I was like I'll just put it to sleep and then I'll catch it yeah but hypnosis missed because it always misses yeah it's 
like 55% chance. Yeah, it's not a great one. And then yeah. Ditto's turned into me, and then Ditto's the Hypnosis did not miss. Right. And like, it didn't have good moves, you know? It just had like... Well, yeah, it has your moves. It was like level 23. It didn't have like stellar knockout moves or anything, but... I was asleep and it wasn't and it, we were the same level and it it like killed me in two hits. Did it get a crit? Good like you Lord. just didn't think no, about pulling out I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Super potion or something. This is sick. Come on, man. <laughs> so you always wow. make fun of me because you say that I mistreat my Pokemon. Sergeant Hammer was short lived on the team, but I did love him her. or her anyway. It was a her and I'm bummed that she's gone. You know, I didn't get too attached. So I'm I'm mostly fine. Okay, it's your favorite Pokemon. But, but I did catch okay. Ditto, Susan. Hey. Ditto's trash. Ditto is trash. Oh, aunt, is that my Aunt Susan? Yeah, your Aunt Susan. Uh, did did catch her and boxed her because I don't know what to do with her. No, Ditto. I don't think Ditto's worth it. I don't think Ditto serves a purpose. I looked it up. I was like, is Ditto viable? I just feel like Ditto's not viable. No, I don't think so. So sometimes Ditto has an ability called uh, like impersonate or something like that, which means that it automatically turns into the Pokemon it's facing. You don't even have to waste a, a move. That's good. Okay. I mean, I guess that's the one viable way. If you train a Ditto so it's at max HP and then it has this impersonate ability. Jesus. It's like the one way that Ditto's viable. What's the point so of all that? So annoying. Yeah, that sounds like it would take forever. My Ditto doesn't even have that ability, so it doesn't matter. Box. I don't know what mine has. I got a Ditto as well. I boxed it immediately. Big Pussy is its name. Okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Big Pussy. <laughs> okay. Because you never know if it's friend or foe. Isn't Big Pussy like a, a main character on... It's like the big guy, right? Big character in the first couple seasons. Yeah, there's a there's a main character of Pussy. Yeah. Ditto. Wow. Plus, I think it's funny thinking about it. Yeah. I caught a Venonat on that route. I didn't catch a fucking Ditto. <laughs> you don't need it, man. Stock up on Venonats. Stock up on Venonats. Fine. Sure. I'll stock up on Venonats. I think the rest of those routes have just got a bunch of bell sprouts or something like that. Yeah. I haven't had a really thrilling encounter in a while, except for Safari Zone, sort of. Oh, the, yeah. The, I, I caught someone okay in that. Oh, we're saving the main course. Route 15 is the last one before um, Fuchsia and I caught a Venonat. Yeah, I got a Venonat there as well. So we got literally the exact same Pokemon <laughs> on this part. Good. I got a couple of Venonats hanging out with my three Bell Sprouts yeah. in the box. So then you find your way to Fuchsia, but then you, Joshua, took the, the road. Well, I guess more travel because there's tons of bikers on there. Yeah. I once again got to Fuchsia and went up cycling road. Uh, 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 <laughs> I like the control, you know? Don't you notice how slow it is? I know, but I like the precision. I like the precision. I like to to know where I'm going and what I'm doing, you know? It's the reason I'm not good on airplanes, I think. Okay. I can't control it. Okay. Tell me about your your journey down the cycling road, Joshua. I spent a lot of time here. Yep. And here's something that I hadn't noticed until now. I had my sound on for this whole part. I put on the bicycle before I went out onto the road. And have you noticed that it does a little like bike bell sound? Yes. No, I don't think I turned my sound on once this week. That's fun. And then it does the bike music. Yes. That's a nice touch. It's cute. Cute. Bell noise is great. That didn't help when I stepped out onto the cycling road because you come out in front of all these fucking bikers and cue balls. Oh, God. The cue balls. This is where I got the bulk of my training done because it is five of them. Yep. It's going to be trainer danger for cue ball. 
I don't know that I know a trainer more deserving of trainer danger than Cue Ball in this gen. Yeah. So Cue Ball, um, it's just this big hulking man with like a motorcycle and a hog. I should say a hog. They're separate from bikers, though. They yeah. Are, there's a right. biker who's like a scrawny dude. Right. Yeah. And they're on the bike. They're and on Cue the Ball bike. is like Standing hanging out in bike. front of yeah. it. And they've made it so clear now that by biker, they mean motorcycler. Right. Which like I can understand why they're annoyed with me like a, a 13 year old Mr. Mime on a bicycle. <laughs> Well, you, maybe they they should do something about you. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks on that route, you know? Like, they see a Mr. Mime on a bicycle, and they're like, shit, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm also disappointed to see that in full 16-bit splendor, Cue Ball is no longer like a leather daddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like a vest, but he does not well, have... He had like a like in, jock on in the first one. Yes, in and like red and whip. blue, he has a jock strap. He has a whip. He looks like he's in like a Mad Max. He's like... But uh, did, did you did you notice what they say to you? <laughs> was, uh, it, was, was it leather oh daddy stuff? Oh boy. A little child? <laughs> what did they say? A little child or a Mr. Mime. Or a Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime I'm not as concerned about. Yeah. I recorded a few... Quotes. Okay. Choice oh, quotes. Sure. So here's one of them. The first one I think goes, come out and play, little mouse. <laughs> I'll treat you right. Ooh. Ooh. That actually sounds nice. Oh, treat me right? Treat you right. Okay. Sounds great. Mr. Mime's just looking to settle down with <laughs> cue ball. <laughs> the trainer type, by the way, uh, in Japanese translates to skinhead. Yes. Okay. I see why they changed so. it. <laughs> They're eventually called roughnecks. You'll see them yeah, in future generations, right? Yeah, they figure that's a middle ground, I guess. Roughnecks. <laughs> so here's another one. Uh, hey there. Hey. We'll have ourselves a good time. Sounds great. That's not questionable for uh, a, a giant hulking man to be saying to. Mister Mime loves having a good time. A, a teen boy. It reminds me of the time I was in college. I moved in next door to my best friends and. Like it was just out of pure convenience and and proximity to my best friends, but I moved into this house and it was like party bros. Hell yeah! And when I was like interviewing to like find a a room in their house, they were like, "Hey man, you party?" And I was just like a dork, like I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, "Yeah man, I love to party, <laughs> Mario party." And like what they meant was like do drugs, right? That's yeah. that is typically the nomenclature. But what I what I understood at it is like. You like to dance and like sing karaoke? <laughs> I was like, yeah, guys, I love that. Oh, my God. And I feel like that's how Mr. Mime would interact with these cue balls. All right. Yeah, I love to have a good time. So Mr. Mime was into it. Joshua was not into this scene. Yeah. One of them goes like, hey, wait a second. Don't call me and then run away. And it's like, I'm very uncomfortable with this. And this is like not only a trainer danger, this is a stranger danger situation. <laughs> uh -huh. So yeah, Joshua mopped the fucking floor with these dudes and just leapt down that hill on the bike. I got think, out of there. I think it's weird that there's this like lovely, unique environment in this game. It's the cycling road. You have to be on your little bike. You know, 
there's trees, there's water, and the only people you run into are on motorcycles. Like, you never run into <laughs> yeah, anyone else. Like, it's not a good scene. Well, the motorcyclists drove everyone out. They've got that, like, parasol, lass. Where's that trainer? Right. Where's someone taking a nice little stroll? Right. This is a bad part of town. Exactly. This is a bad part of Kanto. It feels like some, like, public works project that they built. They built this nice, <laughs> super fast cycling road between... It's like the High Line. Selling, then Bloomberg exactly. pulled out. Right. Between Celadon and Fuchsia and then whatever. It just got overrun with these cue balls and everyone's like, Ugh, we don't even, I don't even want to go there anymore. Because yeah. like <laughs> you meet at either end of that route, you meet bird people. Like the guy who gives you flies at the top. <laughs> yeah. And then at the bottom, there's that little nest of bird catchers. Yeah. So they're clearly just flying over this thing. They don't want to deal with it. <laughs> God, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. They circumvent it completely. So, you know, that's just maybe thematic stuff that's going on. The whole design of Kanto is so funny because it's well designed. I think it's well designed. I think it's well designed that you can't get to Saffron to a certain point, right? You have to sort of like circle yeah, around it. Yeah, it's interesting for right, sure. Right. But then once you do certain routes, you're like, well, why doesn't everyone just do this? And like, why would anyone go all this way? Like, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. Anyway, especially when it's it's like all roads lead to fuchsia for some reason. Right. Maybe this is where they learned that in the in the later like in, even in Gen two and Gen three and or Gen three A Ruby Sapphire. Right. Yeah. When they have um the little towns that just don't have a gym, like just throw a town in the middle of cycling road or something would make it make more sense. Or out on the docks. Yeah. Give me give me a Pokemart. Give me a Poke Center. You know. Why like, would you have all this shit? Yeah. At all. Like you would never build all these roads. You can't get a damn Ultra Ball in this game until Fuchsia. Oh God. God yeah. And once I did, which is a annoying yeah once i had access to him i was like all right here's all my money exactly uh speaking of pokeballs what did we catch on a uh, cycling road on route 17 nothing oh nothing i encountered a ratata and killed it in one hit i think i encountered a spiro maybe yeah and also killed it very quickly i am at the point where the thrill is a little gone i'm sort of waiting to get somewhere new you don't need those anymore either. i looked it up afterwards and i was like dang did i just miss out on something really cool and it was like nope it's like spiros and radicates and Ratatas. The best thing you can get is like a Doduo or a Firo, and I have yeah. both, and I got a Doduo. Doduo is fun. I've raised a Dodrio. They're fun. They're fun. It's in the mix. I'm liking where this Firo's at so far, Polly Walnuts. Firo's good. But Doduo is in the wings if I need it. What Sopranos character is he? It's Richie April. Oh, sure. One. Watch out for him. Yeah. We face off against a Dodrio this week, and the Dodrio sprite is pretty... Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah, it's it looks good. Weird Pokemon, man. Coming at you with an energy. I wouldn't want to think about that evolution where this third, <laughs> third head pops head. out. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like a pregnancy? Like it, it's gestating in the bird and then when it evolves, it pops out? Like, yeah. And what does this other head think? <laughs> other heads. <laughs> also, what does everyone think? You know, you can like teach them fly. And they don't have wings. Yeah. Like I've never really understood how that. Oh, I hate that. How that works. I, hate that. I get that they're flying in like Pokemon Stadium. You'll see them do it too. Like you'll use fly, and then it just animates where it just like lifts itself up into the, the air, hovers. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least make the heads, you know, like 
swirl around like a helicopter blade or something. Oh, yeah, like Tails. Right. Yeah, tails. Sonic. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird that they were like, you know, we'll do Pidgey. That's like a pigeon. We'll do Spiro. That's like a pigeon. We'll do, uh, you know, like, and then they're like, we'll do Doduo. What's that? It's like a ball with two heads. Like ostrich? Right. It's sort of ostrichy. But it has two heads? Their bird types are odd in the first game. Yeah. I guess there's Farfetch'd as well. Farfetch'd has proper wings, though. No, he's got wings. It's just funny that, like, of the few birds they decided to include, one of them was this ostrich freak and one of them has a leak. <laughs> there's so many other birds. They don't think of a raven or a crow until Gen 8. Well, they get there eventually. They have, like, they Pida get, right, and they, they have Corviknight. Oh, Murkrow, I guess, They get also. to owls and they get to, right, they get to all those things. They get Murkrow right. trash. Yeah. Murkrow is trash and that sucks. Murkrow should be cool. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of all these birds, at the bottom of Route 17 is Route 18, which is that tiny little patch of grass right outside of Fuchsia City that's just sweet. Warming with three birdos, bird type trainers. Right. I killed all those bird guys and then caught a uh, Radicate FDR. You named FDR our, our greatest you president. FDR <laughs> to a fucking Radicate? Yeah. Yeah, our greatest president. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. You're killing me. Yeah. Actually, I've generally agreed with what your naming conventions have been. I disagree here. Yeah, I just. FDR I, needed to be. Like uh, a fucking Dragonite or something, like a I leader. I think he could be a utility player. And I think like Uncle Moke, my last Raticate, was so good. And he was a great HM friend. And he built a lot of infrastructure. <laughs> sure. You know? And he was just like, he was he was a man of the people. Okay. I guess. Can I say something about HM friends? Yeah. Yeah. I am somewhat anti-HM friends. And I feel like Nuzlocke kind of outlaws them, sort of, in that you only have so many options. Yeah, it makes it tough. Especially in the first game. I, I'll admit, when they are like, there's three water moves, there's like surf, waterfall, and dive. That's a bit of a problem. But like, I'm like, you just have to deal with cut. Someone's just going to have to know cut. That's, that's my take on it. Sure. Because you're going to need to have fucking cut the whole game. Flash... I talked to a Butterfree that died. Like, Flash, I can live without. Yeah. But yeah. I'm cool with, like, you know what? That's just part of life in Pokemon is one of your fucking guys is going to have to know. I'm allowed to swear, right? I'm saying all this bad stuff. Is, is oh, going to have to know <laughs> swear more. this lame move. You know, because the other HM moves are fine. Strength, Surf, Fly, they're all they're all acceptable. Those are fine. Viable. But, right. So you'll have Cut on, like, a main mom? <sighs> I mean, I have one on one right now. Like, Cut, I definitely relegate to a second tier. Cut that's the tough one, but it's like, uh, then you have to walk around. It's 50 damage, right? I don't think it's even that good. I disagree, David. I think moves are so precious in this game now. They are. Yeah. That's what it is. They, it sucks that they do this to you. I will not taint with cut. Well, it's fair. I like what you're saying. Like It, it makes sense from an efficiency standpoint that you just have one that has cut. Because there will be, I think up until uh, Route 22 before Victory Road, there's still shit that has cut. Dumb trees. So like basically the whole game has cut. Right. I mean, at this point, I have it memorized, essentially. So I just know when I need to bring a cut friend. Yeah. Yes. In the first game, it's easier. In the in like in Ruby Sapphire, I was not as used to that game. Like I had to sort of... That was rough. You know, I, I would get surprised by like, oh shit, I need whatever. I need Flash. I need Dive. I need these things. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I think especially now that we have Fly 2, Cut is like 
almost completely useless. Like cut sucks. If I encounter a bush that I need to cut down to get to a place and I have a Pokemon on my team that knows fly, I'm just going to f- fly to the city, you know, like, Oh sure. I'm not going to cut down anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know I, I, it's, it's a fair point, but like, I'd like having FDR on my team for things like cut and dig and like other sort of like non HM useful moves. Fair. Welcome to the team FDR. And I know, Josh is being a brat about me naming you FDR, but whatever. Find our way to Fuchsia City. Here we are, home of the Safari Zone with the the little petting zoo out front. Yeah. Home of Old Man Safari Zone who lives in that house and can't speak to you because he's missing his teeth. The warden. I popped into that guy's backyard, or I guess, no, it was his next door neighbor's backyard. Weirdly, they put the middle fishing brother here. Yeah, good rod. Who gives you the, that good rod? I think that also implies they think you're going to go there before you well, do. Well, they were wrong. The Lavender Town thing. But he's got a backyard and he's got a little fishing pool out back. And I went back there and caught a Psyduck. Hey, uh, that's good. That's a nice one. I thought about leveling it and bringing it into the battle, but I didn't. Okay. Because I caught a different psychic pokemon this week that i was excited about well i caught a slowpoke is that the type difference between these two games it is i believe i think so i believe slowpoke is unique to one and psyduck to the other it might, no it might be psyduck star you i can't remember one is one is one and one is the other i might fuck around with the psyduck eventually but i had that's not, had something a little more interesting this week i did too i've raised a gold duck i've had a nice time they're fun I did too actually yeah mm-hmm. everyone's got fancy mm. stuff well that's really cool for all you guys it's very cool interesting fuchsia cities is come to life in this gen it's beautiful yeah I, I think especially since we saw it in johto and it was like run down it was like a dilapidated like prip yacht or whatever like just these sort of like <laughs> a nuclear containment zone, yeah. Dilapidated ruins. In Johto, like there's no safari zone, there's no zoo, no. right? Like all that's not there. It's just right. like clown carnival rides that have been reclaimed by nature and they're all rusting out. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's looking good here. The zoo is cool, to your point, Joshua. So in front of the Safari Zone, it's got a whole zoo. It looks a lot better than it ever did in red and blue or gold and silver, especially, where they've got like, you know, they'll have a Lapras and then the Lapras is out in the water and it has like a fucking reflection on the water and it's it's serene and it's stunning. It's Very stunning. classy. Yeah. The peacefulness of it was shattered for me when I talked to the gentleman in front of the Kangaskhan exhibit. He talks about how he wants to be a little Kangaskhan baby and he yes. wants to oh, snuggle yes. up in oh, okay. the mommy's belly pouch <laughs> and he wants to live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you asked. Joshua's just so corrupted by like this whole area. Like, what's in the oh, fucking yeah. water out here? Like, this guy. Something's off. That guy definitely goes home at night and looks at Fur Affinity. He is also a Fur Affinity ad- admin along with Tanner. Should we check? What? Should we check it, guys? Should we check for for the Kangaskhan? For Kangaskhan? No. David, have you've been on a few times now. Have you ever had to, the pleasure of <laughs> checking out for Affinity? And I mean, sorry, checking out for Affinity for the podcast, not in your free time. I have only ever done it while guesting on this show. I will say, I just put Kangaskhan in, and there's there's nothing. Kangaskhan. It's a it's a sad, sad, sad collection. Oh, I'm seeing. 
plenty. Tanner has specialized results because they really know his tastes at this point. You know what? Maybe I spelt it wrong. Maybe I gave it an extra H here or something. There's That's... a lot happening. A lot of it is about the fact that you are pushed up against the Kangaskhan's <laughs> belly. So this right in line with the, what this guy was saying. Oh, yeah. All right. You know what? I had spelled it wrong and now I'm looking at it and I don't know why I did this because this sucks. I hate this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Interesting stuff. Oh, uh, here's one with uh, Kangaskhan taking a Tepig out of the pouch, and the Tepig's got a very, very full diaper. (laughs) So that's a couple of things. Check out the box. I'll drop it in here if you're interested. What happened to the baby baby Kangaskhan? I don't know why it would be a Tepig and not a baby Kangaskhan. I thought that's interesting. Oh, here's a Kangaskhan in a night arena dressed as mates. And you're sticking with Kangaskhan, even after I've told you it's like Khan. Like Khan! Like Genghis Khan, right. It's Khan. That's the joke, right? Genghis Khan. Here's one who's dressed up like Giovanni. That's interesting. That's interesting. Giovanni's cool. Yeah. That does it for me, I think. I, I feel like the Kangaskhan stuff's kind of tasteful. I, other than that diaper thing I just talked about. He's a Kangaskhan with a teddy ursa. There's some there's some mommy stuff. Yeah, it's definitely mommy stuff. Um Okay, I have to close this. This is gonna this is gonna occupy my evening. There, if I keep it open, there's a Pikachu that looks like with Johnny Bravo hair that's in the belly of the yeah belly. Of, no, that's actually too much. Now go ahead and get out of here. Yeah. So we we dive into Safari Zone after this break. We just need to take a break after seeing all that <laughs> Kangaskhan stuff, but it's not related. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's reset. Welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome back, bug catchers. We are diving into the safari zone. Four areas. Center area. Area one, area two, area three. Lots of catchable areas in this safari zone. Yeah, as a reminder, with our Nuzlocke play, we are playing with the modification that you can catch a Numon first encounter Numon in each area of the safari zone, rather than just one for the whole thing, because like, Come on. That would be a little too restrictive, and there's lots of fun mon to be had in the safari zone. I'm hoping we got some fun mon. I think I got one fun mon. I got a few fun mon. So I will say this. Joshua and I had to have had to come to terms on a, a rule clarification. Oh, yeah. I went into safari zone, caught a bunch of Pokemon, and then left safari zone and went back to the Pokemon Center and fished out my other Game Boy because I was like, I'm finally going to fucking evolve Machoke and Kadabra. Yeah. And through some dumb comedy of errors, I lost that hour of time I spent in Safari Zone. You just turned it off before you actually saved. Yeah. Seemingly. So I texted you and I was like, do I need to go back into Safari Zone and try to like catch all those same Pokemon again? Because I'd, I'd caught a Kangaskhan, a Rhyhorn, a Nidoran male, and a Nidorino. And you said, no, you don't have to go catch all this Pokemon again. Go catch whatever Pokemon you, you want. Because it might also just be impossible. So I dove into Safari Zone. I skimmed past the center area because I'm convinced that the first zone of the center area is is uncatchable. You're just going to get trashed there. Don't know if that's true, but I'm convinced it's true. I mean, it doesn't have the best ones, but it's still, I think you can get Chansey out there and shit. Yes. I want that sweet spot where you go up and around, you know? to like the northwest spot yeah that's the best spot 
So I skip that and I go into area one, Joshua, where I had previously caught a Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan? Is that, am I saying it right now, Josh? You want me to elongate the A's? Yeah, you got it. Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. So last time I caught a Kangaskhan, <laughs> this time uh, the first encounter I had was Kangaskhan. Once again. That's crazy. It's very impressive. I didn't see a single one of those fuckers. Neither did I. Neither did I. I felt very good about it, and I, I had a strategy for Kangaskhan. I think they overhauled the catching mechanic. Oh, I didn't look it up. I just assumed it was still like you just hurl Pokeballs, and that's probably the best bet. No, I think with the harder your Pokemon, you want to throw rocks at it. Okay. I threw two rocks at Kangaskhan, and then threw a Safari Ball at it, and... Caught the dang thing. Nice. And welcome to the team, MF Doom. Hell yeah. <laughs> MF Doom, the super villain. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Respect. I was super thrilled to catch a Kangaskhan again. I thought I was going to miss out on the, the chance. I did catch one the first time. And then I dove into Area 2, and you said to me, like, I don't mind you catching new Pokemon as long as you don't, like, you're going to, like, fucking catch a Scyther or something. Yeah, and then I'd be furious. And the first Pokemon that attacked me in Area 2 was Chansey. Wow. Yeah, I hated that. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to catch this fucking Chansey. And I threw one Safari Ball at it, and it fled. Thank God. And then from there on, it was boring. In Area 3, I caught an Execute, Nate Rogers. Which is cool. I'm into it. Another childhood friend. Good friend. And then an area, um, center area at the top left there, I caught a Ryorn, Frank, Fukuyama, Francis Fukuyama. Oh, one of my favorite political philosophers and historians. Yeah. I will say that my uh, Tanner's You Make Me Barf Pokemon happened in the Safari Zone as well. Okay. And it was a Pokemon I encountered in the center area called Parasect. Yeah. 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 He's not the prettiest. I mean, I just think it's cool, though. The, the beady eyes. He's kind of cool, but his, cool. his blank eyes. Glassy, like, glasses, almost. The blank eyes freak me out. Yeah. And, like, someone, I think I read this years well, it's ago. It's been consumed that, like, by a. Yeah, the fungus has, like, taken it over, right? Exactly. So. That's scary to think about. Paris is like something, and then the fungi takes it over. It's like a Junji Ito comic. Freaks me out a little bit, you know? Sure. So yeah, I, I that's my You Make Me Bar Pokemon of the Week is Parasect. That's fine. I think Parasect is kind of cool. There's a ton of Pokemon this week, but like that one rose to the surface is like, this literally scares me to think about a mushroom taking over my head. It is scary because it just gets like four times the size and it can put you to sleep instantly. And then like, Lord knows what happens. Yeah, they're a pain to battle against. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never fucked with a Paris. Yeah. Sorry. Not to be rude. I have with a Parasect many times, and I enjoy it. Fair enough. I think Paris is kind of cute. Yeah, it's before it goes south. Parasect is... Freaks me out. Who'd you catch, boys? Uh, Safari Zone. You go first, Josh. I got a Paris in Area 1, so I have a new Paris. Carmine. Perfect. The head of the New York City crime family. I thought Tony Soprano was the head of the New York City crime family. No, man, New Jersey. North Jersey, specifically, oh, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. If Venusaur, bless his heart, Tony Soprano, passes away, the one who would succeed him would definitely be a Parasect. He would take over the, the like, region. Yeah, so it would have yeah. to be Carmine. Yeah. Then Execute was my area to catch Bobby Bacaleri. Very excited about that one. I think it's not super rare, but I was into it. Yeah. Grass Psychic. And then... Area three was uh, Rhyhorn. 
mm. Carlo Gervasi. I would have assumed that Reinhardt would be kind of rare, but I did run into a ton of them. They're around. They're around. I think Rhyhorn is super common in Safari Zone specifically. Yeah. They're kind of cool. It looks good. Like Hoss Pokemon to be as common as they are. You've shat all over Rhydon previously, well. but I feel like Rhyhorn... Right on could be interesting. I think that's justified because right on is just Rhyhorn standing up <laughs> with a big horn. It's got a big horn, but also Poliwrath and Poliwhirl are all my favorite Pokemon, and they're just the same Pokemon except one's angrier. So and has like bigger like gloves. Yeah, yeah. bought bigger gloves. And then in center area, uh, it was a Rhyhorn and it fled. Oh, sorry. So gosh, yeah, so close to having two Rhyhorns. That's all I got. The best thing I got was an execute. Yeah. It wasn't super fruitful, but I, I like the execute. David, anything interesting in Safari Zone? Well, I also encountered a Chansey, which is very hard. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> and I threw uh, I threw it a piece of bait, and it took the bait, and it ran away. I, I didn't even get to throw <laughs> one ball at it. I should have just thrown a ball at it. I should have at least rolled the dice. Just give it a whirl. Yeah. I was an idiot. You just ran off your, your little candy. Um, so that was one. I definitely ran into a Paris. I ran into a Nidoran female. I ran into a Nidorina, which I caught and boxed and was sort of like, <laughs> you know, you never know. I suppose I could raise a Nido Queen, you know. Oh, yeah. And maybe I've raised them before. They're fun. And then I caught a Rhyhorn. And that was one. The sort of joy of this game where I'm like, hmm, never done this before. Yeah. I'll do this. So... Sticking with the Rhyhorn. That's fun. I like that. He's doing good. And then so you get to the end of Safari Zone, and it's the same as it was in the last game. You you find the gold teeth of the warden. Yeah. You talk to the guy in the, the magic secret house at the end who gives you... Surf. Surf. Yep. And then you can go turn in the gold teeth to get strength. So yeah. the HMs are coming hard and fast now. Absolutely. That's basically all you got for Fuchsia City other than... Uh... Koga. Our old pal Koga. Let's talk about Koga. Koga's a joke. Yeah, Koga was a fucking joke at this point. He's a joke. He has four Pokemon. Yes. It literally doesn't matter because I only use two Pokemon, but... I also only use two, and I only needed to use one, but I used two just to level one of them. Um, I went in... Uh, you know what, Josh? You're right. The better name for this segment is Jim Rattatas. Jim Rattatas! Finally! Six episodes in! We've been hitting Jim class here at Jim <laughs> Heroes too much, and no one even remembers that. Nobody band. likes it, and we don't even have music for it because I don't know if it's like worth it, you know? Take a look at my girlfriend. Was that them, or was that. God, I don't fucking know. I didn't listen <laughs> to that band. Even when I was like a loser, which I obviously was. I was like, I don't know about this gym class hero. Seems like that was joke. Cupid's chokehold. Jim Rattatas is the new name of the segment. Yeah, okay. Jim Rattatas. Uh, I went in with a four-person team, Gyarados, Machamp, and a couple others who I won't name right now and only use Gyarados and Machamp. Oh, you're going to keep them secret until we do the level check? Yeah. Fair. Okay. Fair. I mean, I'm going to do that too then. Sure. Okay. I also brought a Gyarados. I brought a... Redacted, and I brought a Doug Trio and a Venusaur. Yeah, but I only used Gyarados and Redacted. Smooth sailing, David. I used my Hypno. Oh, one hit KO for everything, just, right? Just Ooh, ate them for fucking breakfast. I love that you're running a Hypno. That's so God. I'm jealous of that. Hypno is Hypno is my weirdest boy. We'll talk about it when it's we level. It's so check. interesting to me that you're running a Hypno. He's a good one. So Koga needs to be thrown out. Jasmine was much more talented. Koga, Koga was in the Elite Four. 
last game. Yeah. Right. He's in it in in gold and silver, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's cool. He's a ninja. I have no beef but with Jasmine Koga. is a better trainer. Yeah. His daughter who takes over the gym. I'm just gym. so surprised. I beat him with two Pokemon so easily. Everything in the whole gym is a joke. I mean, it's all these tamers with the whips and the tamers and jugglers. Jugglers. Right? Yeah. If you have anyone who has a ground move or anyone who has a psychic move. It doesn't matter what they have. It's just like one hit KO for ev- fucking everything. Well, and it doesn't help that we're running Nuzlocke either. Like one of the main criticisms our podcast gets is like, you and I are constantly competing to be at the same level and the level is too high and therefore the gym battles aren't interesting because we're too over leveled. But like yeah. that's compounded with Nuzlocke runs because we have to be super high level to not lose any of our Pokemon. So yeah, I, mean, I just I- had zero issue with Koga. I think that's what we're about to find out because I think this was the leg of the journey where it was like, oh, we've overleveled. Right. I think we were, it was dicey up until now. And now we're like, we hit it. Yeah. It was bound to happen. Well, but you know what? There's not a lot left. Like there's the road to Cinnabar. There's some, there's the Pokemon mansion and then you're at Viridian and then it's the elite four. I mean, there's, you know, like the, yeah. the sort of rocket headquarters, Silphco, uh, Pokemon Tower, like all that. That's really the sort of where a lot of the leveling happens. Yeah, that's the climax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also it amplifies in another way though. Where like at least four out of six, if not five out of six of my Pokemon, if any of them die now, I will be like devastated. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's unthinkable. Not just like emotionally, but like structurally. Right. Our teams have like really settled. Yeah. Like up until this week there was a lot of movement and there was a lot of new mon. Well, I guess I have some new mon, but I've got a new one. Like I'm I'm feeling good about my team now and I'm going to be crushed if any of them die. Well, let's do it. Okay. Let's do level check yeah. and then let's fucking battle. Let's yeah. throw down. Let's do level check and then we're going to battle because that's what we do. That's right. All right. David Sims, as the guest, why don't you do the honors of, of starting off level check? I'm happy to, yes. Okay, so I am named Sims in this game. Oh, just straight up. Because I was like, you guys were sort of stressing, like, Nuzlocke needs to be more personal. Gave myself my own name. I named every Pokemon I caught. I went by its gender, and then I looked in my phone, and the last person of that gender to text me, that was the name I used, going backwards. So I tried to name it after the people I talked to the most. It's sort of the same strategy I do when I play XCOM. Do you guys ever play Oh yeah, XCOM? I have not played XCOM 2. I loved XCOM, though. Yeah. And I was always in XCOM, but always very concerned with naming all of the soldiers after my friends because then I, I was much more stressed out about them dying. Like, I was much more involved. That's smart. I will say, it's a little less successful Pokemon because they are Pokemon. So, like, I thought it was going to work better than it did. Yeah. In XCOM, it's like, that's a little person. You're like, yeah, I can imagine that's my friend. Like, right. anyway, here are my Pokemon. So, Tanner, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got I, I a few people who died. Like, Griff, I named my Butterfree Griffin. I, he, was, he was a Caterpie when I Your caught him. Your best friend and co-host on Blank Jack. Yes. And he's still living strong. He's, he's fine. D- dead as a doornail. <laughs> and he... I mean, I know also, Griffin played, uh, you know, a moth oh, yeah, yeah, person yeah. on the tick. So I figured that oh, was funny. Yeah. Like, occasionally I thought of like, oh, that's a cute, you know, cute match. Anyway, here are my Pokemon. All right. I've got a Pidgeot, level 46, named Ollie after my best friend in Britain. He's the first Pidgeot I've raised in a long time. 
It's a very solid Pokemon. There's yep. not really, I don't really have a lot of complaints. Very handsome. Right? He's intimidating. He's fast. He's not the sexiest, but like. Kind of sexy. He's, oh, I think he's, he's been pretty sturdy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meat on those bones. Yeah. I met him at Route 5, I'm seeing here. So that was a pretty early catch for me. I've got um, a Victory Bell. Yeah. Pause for, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Look, I'm playing Leaf Green. Bell sprouts are what you get. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of Bell sprouts. I was gonna raise one of them. Oh, so you also have a bunch of them sitting around in the wings, and it's little truck nuts. I've got like three, and one of them I just was like, okay, let's do it. I met him on Le- Route 12. She's oh, sorry, to her. She's called Ella after my friend Ella, another Brit. Does your friend Ella know that she has a Pokemon named after her with truck nuts? That she's <laughs> named after this disgusting <laughs> creature? No. All right, <laughs> then I have. A Nine Tails. Cute. God, that's Great Pokemon. Fancy. Named Hell yeah. Katie. I met that Vulpix on Route 8. Route 8. Uh, raised it up pretty fast. Gave it that Firestone. Um, then I have my aforementioned Rhyhorn, which is now Rhydon, named Alex. Interesting. Uh, level 45. You know, you guys were debating Ground Rock a couple episodes ago. Rock is, yeah. is good. Ground is a devastating type because there's so few types that are good against electric. So ground can be hugely useful. That's why I kept Dugtrio. Yeah, but how, how often are you coming across electrics? Not that often. Competitively and when you're not in a Nuzlocke, I think you do encounter electric pretty frequently. Sure. I like a ground type. Okay. It's fun if it's like, like Nido Queen, that's like a poison ground. You know, you can, be, you can mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I buy it. Right on. Very classic. Just a big tough boy. Alex. Alex, named after Alex Chris. Shout out Alex Chris, my, my longtime friend, my old dungeon master. Oh, fun. Then we have Got one of those. Hypno. Hypno, of course, I met it as a drowsy, Route 11, named after my best friend Molly, uh, female Hypno, uh, which is funny because Hypno has a huge white beard, like, like <laughs> yeah. old father time, but whatever. And that is a Pokemon I always avoid because there's better psychic Pokemon, right? You know, you always are like, well... Could go for a Kadabra. I think it's so fun that you're running a Hypno. Yeah, me too. And I've, I've been having a great time. They're big and beefy. They got like great special defense. They're sort of like, you know. Huge hit points. They're fun. And he's a psychic Pokemon. Like, you know, you kind of run roughshod in this game with them because all the fucking rockets are always throwing Zubats and coughings at you. Like, you know, Hypno's kind of my tank. Yeah. And then finally, of course, you got Blastoise, starter Pokemon, who I've stuck with. Named Joanna after my wife. Okay, so Blastoise is your wife. Oh, wow. High risk, high reward. But yeah, it was, I, that, I was just like, well, I might as well <laughs> for the first one. Might as well lay down the marker. David Sims is married to a Blastoise. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hell yeah. On Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. So that's my team. Good lineup. I'm I'm into it, except for except for old Truck Nuts Ella there. Yeah, it's very exotic compared to what we've got. It's compelling. It's compelling. I you like it. You guys have some weird ones. You guys have some weird ones. I've been happy with it. Well, I've been happy with it. I'm a broken man. Pidgeot is exotic to me at this point. So <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Joshua, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Polly, Firo, level 46. Yep. Silvio, Gyarados, mm. level 47. Very good Pokemon. Still around. Welcome back. Christopher, Primeape, 47, still around. Welcome back. Mm. Taught him Rock Slide in Rock Tunnel from that move tutor. Ooh. Oh, sure. I lost two Mankeys in this game. 
Both times when I caught the Mankey, I was like, oh, yeah, Mankey's fun. I'll do Mankey. Both times died. I'm proudest of having that still alive, probably. I think it's the most useful of them so far. Yeah. Tony Soprano. Well, Tone Soprano. Venusaur. 45. Only 45. Only. And then Blanca, Doug Trio, is now level 47. The only character you've gone off script with, named it after the Street Fighter 2 character. Blanca. The South American Blanca like, green monster thing. She's AJ's girlfriend. Or... Blanca's uh, AJ Soprano's girlfriend. Right. And yeah. I actually think she's like a pretty good character, but AJ Soprano is not good. AJ Soprano fucking doesn't give her the kind of treatment that she deserves, like this Doug Trio. He, I'm giving this yeah. Doug Trio the treatment she deserves. AJ Soprano is not on the team anymore because he has been replaced finally by Bobby Bacaliri executor level uh, 47 whoa wow an executor this was my what i thought would be my secret weapon i i have not run one in any recent memory and i need a fucking psychic psychic is like my favorite type you really got him up there too huh level 47 i went hog wild you need to get it to level 43 so that it learns solar beam and then i immediately dropped a leaf stone that seems good tanner <sighs> Okay. You want to talk about what you have? I do. My Machamp. Wow. Mike healed. Newly a Machamp. Ooh. I did level him up to a a Machamp. I found my NES-themed Game Boy Advance and pulled out the one of the several Link Kibbles that we bought, Josh. Oh, yeah. To try to trade Pokemon ages ago and did some trading and traded my Machamp over to um, actually my old Ruby game. Evolved him into a Machamp, and now he's... He's got four arms, and he's tough as hell, and he looks cool, and he's level 45. All right. Mewtwo, my Alakazam, also did some leveling this week. Clearly. And did some some trading and evolving this week. Oh, boy. And he's level uh, 46. Oof. Scared of that one. Me too. Dove into the Safari Zone, caught an Execute, evolved it into Executor. Very upset about that. Nate Rogers, your childhood friend, and DJ at your wedding. That's right. Nice guy, big beard. Yes. Fun to follow on Instagram because he's constantly posting about like cool old funk music that he's discovered at thrift shops. Gets you a lot of cool shit. Level 43. Thank God, only 43. MF Doom. Kangaskhan. Oh. Level 42. Whoa. All right. So you just dropped it into the team immediately. Decided to go full into Kangaskhan. I'm loving Kangaskhan. First of all, Kangaskhan has a shitload of HP. Yes, big boy. Just an enormous I feel like that's the main thing. I feel like it's counting its kids' HP, too. Probably. You know? Maybe that's the reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Loving it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a normal type, which is, like, boring, but, like, it's got some kind of cool moves, and I don't know. I just am having fun with it. And then some old standbys, Dr. Richard Kimball, Mike Gyarados, level 47, Tied. and okay. Loki, my Arcanine, level 48. Oh. Ugh, that fucking thing. All right, and it's, again, the highest level. Loki is always the highest level. Yeah, Loki's Loki's my new golden boy. Mm. Okay, okay. I feel better than I have so far. You're set up pretty well. All right. So I think we're going to now get into the battle. Yeah. We'll do the same format we always do. Josh and I will battle to see who the champion of Experience Share Pokemon Podcast is, and then we will take on, the winner will take on David Sims to see who the champion of all podcasts are. And whoever wins gets to have the keys to their social media, the corresponding podcast, et cetera. 
Patreon earnings and <laughs> followers. At and least a cut, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah. So we will we will pause briefly and we will battle. Josh and I will begin to battle. We might come in with some fun spicy updates throughout, but if not, we will see you at the end of the battle, bug catchers, to tell you who is the victor. Goodbye. Smell you soon. I'm back, baby. All it took was Joshua out-leveling me okay. by several levels to finally take Overall, me down. only a few. The king of <laughs> season 3B. There will be many more battles, but I am very pleased. And you're finally, you're the one who's not out-leveling me by several this time. It was tough. Time. It was tough. No, I know. You you destroyed me. It was zero to like, four. You still have four viable Pokemon in the game. And they're in good shape. Yeah, it was a lot of swapping, but Tanner was really just sort of trying to stave off catastrophe. It was it was tough. I think the Kangaskhan Primeape matchup was uh, not ideal. For Tanner. Yeah, Kangaskhan didn't really get to shine. Tanner got crushed. You absolutely destroyed me, which is fine. You know, it's you got to take the the blows sometimes. Congratulations, Joshua. Respect day to you. Thank you. For defeating me. Um, I know it was a challenging road that you have been on so far. That's true. I concede. I concede this, I concede this victory to you, and now you're going to have to face off against our yeah, supreme... But- I don't know. Once ag- I'm sorry. Once again, you're going to have to face off against our supreme uh, rival. I don't know if this is going to work. Gringus D. Yeah. I feel like my days of being able to catch you guys off guard are over with, but we'll see. And now we will do Gringus Joshua. Well, Sims and Joshua specifically this time. All right, guys. We'll see you on the other side. That was spicy. Joshy's back, baby. Hell of a battle, gentlemen. For the first time, I think, in experience share history, Joshua has defeated... No, he beat me before. David. You beat me in our Ruby Sapphire showdown. Really? I I think I I beat you at least one other time. (laughs) I will say this. Josh was not prepared for my Rhydon. He was not prepared for Rock Blast. No. Rock Blast on Rhydon is... Absolutely devastating. What is going on with this move? Yeah, it sucks. Even when it's not even, even when it's not effective, it's still like when it hits five times. Yeah, it's just like yep. that's a half your health. God, it can just hit five times. So I feel like that it's was brutal. my biggest surprise up my sleeve. But the Venusaur got the Venusaur got me. I think my surprise was also when you brought out what was the the chlorophyll executor situation. Your, that your was executor a good one. was fighting my hypno, I believe. Oh yeah, and and you were killing it, and then I popped off a sunny day, and I had like eleven percent health left, and I was like, I just need one hit. But the hypno had been going first, and I figured I was going first. Yeah, and then chlorophyll, the ability of executor triggered, which speeds it up in a sunny day, and then I pop off a solar beam and get you down to almost death, and then I get killed. Although David did kind of catch you in a in a little bit of a honey trap too with hypnos oh yeah inability to be put to sleep yeah that was i did try to put it to sleep yeah and i had made fun of david earlier in the battle because he had pidgeot out and i brought out primape and i was like oh yeah that does seem weird right and then i used rock slide and then he threw that back at me with uh hypno with insomnia when i tried to put it to sleep with venusaur but josh you own the day you were the pokemon master this week you did it josh you did very well i'm proud of you thank you for now 
Come from behind win. You've been you've been struggling lately. I'm always a late game rally. That's my thing in every game. I always like a late game rally. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Sorry, David, to bring you on just to humiliate you in this way. No, I, I felt like I put up a good fight. I'm proud of myself. I think yeah. I did okay. It was valiant. It was, it was good. Yeah. You got a fun team. You got some talent. That's it for this week. That's it. Joshua and David. David, you won't be back next week, but no. Joshua, you will be. I'll be here. I'll be listening. And David, you'll be listening. <laughs> yes, of course. Right. As always, this has been an experience share, a Pokemon podcast. It's true. As always, my name is Tanner. Tanergula, Tanergula, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Fiexecute, a.k.a. Joshua Fiel said, and Sims Duck, a.k.a. David Sims. That's me. This week, we took on Koga at Fuchsia City. Next week, we'll be journeying through the water route to the Cinnabar Islands. Yeah, yeah. We'll be taking on Blaine next week. I believe that's right. Please do rate and review the podcast on podcast Apple apps. and Spotify and Stitcher and Overcast and Pocket Cast. And you know, all of them follow it wherever you follow podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at exp share pod and Reddit, reddit.com slash R slash bug catchers. And David, tell us about blank check and where the bug catchers <laughs> can find your show. And what are you excited about? coming up it's on all of those wonderful services that you just mentioned it's a podcast about movies that i do with my co-host griffin newman we are knee deep in robert zemeckis and will be for the rest of 2020 uh having a blast hell yeah talking about those 80s and 90s movies and looking forward to those weird 2000s movies is griffin a pokemon player I don't think Griffin is a serious Pokemon player. He certain he may have dabbled slightly. You could certainly invite him on. Can you get him into it? It would be fun to have a dual rival battle. Oh yeah, hmm, that's a fair point. I, I does he know that he was a Butterfree that died? <laughs> I'll try. I, I'll tell him. I'll tell him about his Butterfree experience. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, check us out, and yeah, I'll try and get Griffin on board. Cool. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week for. Uh, Cinnabar Islands Joshua David Bug Catchers Goodbye Bye Smell you later <laughs>